Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. I'm You're all on right. time. I, you know, kind of. I was five minutes late. Oh, are you tracking? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I realized that my, uh, I realized that the clock in my car is off by two minutes. Mine is the same way. Weird. I don't know why. Hmm. And it's it's late, not to make me early. It's off so that it looks like I'm doing better than I am. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that is, I was five minutes late, but I was only three minutes late <laughs> per my car. Per your car, right. So mm-hmm. mentally you're crushing it. Yes. Doing really well, which is better than my normal 15 to 20 minutes late. Oh, I was totally going to tell you something before I pressed record because I didn't know if I wanted it recorded, but I have a job interview today. Did I tell you that? Oh, you said you had one coming up. I you had two, and I had one today. You didn't, you didn't tell me one was today. Yeah. It's That's just crazy. like a phone. Dude, it's crazy because I, you know, before I did the master's program, I was like, I want to talk to somebody who works in government communications. And Jen hooked me up with somebody who works in government communications. So we just went and chat. I went and chatted with her for about an hour and just asked her questions about what she does, what the day. Because I literally had no idea what, like, like professional communications did. Mm-hmm. You know, we do the podcast, we do social media, whatever. But professional, like, in the government, that's way different, right? So... I went and talked to this woman for about an hour and, you know, got some real insight. And I was like, you know what? That's definitely something I think I'd be interested in. Started the program the other day. So Jen was like, dude, you know what you should do is you should go through LinkedIn and add like all these communication managers in the area just so you have those connections. They they're seeing your profiles like that's a great idea. So I went and did that. Well, then this woman that I had talked to who worked in communications of the government, she's like, hey, my old boss is hiring a communication specialist. I thought of you and told her that I'm going to have you apply. Hmm. I've talked to this lady in like a year and a half. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. So I applied. And then on LinkedIn, I was like, <clears throat> I messaged the woman who I had met with. And I was like, hey, is it cool if I messaged that woman? And she's like, yeah, here's her name. And I looked on LinkedIn, and we she was one of those people that I had just gone through local communications and connected with. So I just messaged her, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I was referred by so-and-so, and um, just wanted, you know, reaching out, letting you know I applied and everything. She's like, cool, let's talk. Give me a call. So I'm going to call her today. Awesome. Weird. Weird, because I don't... <laughs> It's all about connections. It's so dumb that it's about connections. Mm-hmm. Look at my profile and know that I'm awesome. Look at my resume and know that I'm awesome. Why is someone else going to tell you I'm awesome? You know, I feel the same way. <laughs> and I'm like the worst advocate for myself. So it's like even harder for me because I don't like, like, I don't like reaching. Like, I don't like reaching out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you. Hope, I'm really hopeful that yeah. it works out because I know you hate where you're at right now i don't hate it i hate the hours yeah one quick thing the other interviews with the government Mm. i have not had an interview with a government physician yet so i'm having imposter system uh syndrome oh of like can i handle this can i do this should i even should i even schedule it really should i even schedule it Mm. (laughs) yeah i know you know how it goes yeah but you'll you'll do great you'll crush the interview i got to i have to 
I have to. But in the, on the on the flip side, I mean, I don't know if anybody from work listens to this, and I don't I don't care really. I guess. But I went to my bosses, and I was just like, hey, you know, I know people are like saying like. Hey, as soon as Jeff graduates with his master's, like he's gone. You know that, right? And everybody's been saying that. I know that because managers have said that to me. Mm-hmm. So I went to the two head guys the other day, like in the last week when I got back. And I was just like, individually, I was just like, I just want to set this record straight, okay? I know that you guys are hearing that as soon as I graduate, I'm out. I said, that doesn't have to be the case. I said, the only thing that I ask for is a day shift. I said, if I get a master's in communications and I'm not working in communications, that's only an asset to who I am for you guys. Mm-hmm. And they were like, absolutely. And I was like, so if there's something you can do, that'd be rad. Balls in their court. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. People start hitting me up for other jobs. So it's giving it. Hopefully it'll give me some leverage. Not that I want to stay, but then at least I can say, like, dude, I gave you guys a heads up. Did I know two days later people were going to be wanting to interview me? No, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would stay there if, you know, opportunities were there, but I don't think they are. Mm. It's time to look for opportunities. Yeah. I mean, that's to be expected. No, very few, I mean, very few people stay in the same career that they started in. Well, and that's what I told them. I told them, you know, the other trucking company I worked for, that was to get me through college. I moved over here to for advancement or for opportunities. If you guys still have those opportunities, I will stay in and take those opportunities. But you run out of opportunities and I got to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay in one place. I'm just not that person. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's strange. Anyways, another thought I had was <laughs> I think I'm wondering if maybe people are burnt out on politics. Why is that? Just politic hangover. Yeah. I'm feeling it a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? Silent Jake? <laughs> silent Jake? SBD? Um, are you saying I'm silent but deadly? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm a fart. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> um, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's just right now we don't know what the real for me it's kind of like we don't know what the real threat is and so until something more tangible becomes mm-hmm. i'm not tired of it it's yeah. just until something becomes more tangible okay like the threat becomes like we okay this is what we know what we have to like defeat yes um then that's terrible then i'm i, I would i'll probably pay closer attention why do you think like that but right now it's just kind of like well we know what's going on and it's just we don't know what what way it's going to turn right why do we there's, have to why does there's only, have to be an enemy there's only hypotheticals of which way trumpism can go oh okay and i guess for me there's really no use worrying about it until it there's something to worry about. It's something to worry about. Because I mean, there's because yeah. there's nothing I can I mean, there's nothing I can do about it, right? Yeah. There's I can't go to CPAC and tell them to all shut up, right? <laughs> like there's there's not much you there's not really anything I can do. There's they're not in power right now. Um, right. we can call out their hypocrisy, but I mean you either care about it or you don't. Right. Like there's whatever. I mean, they care more about Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And they care more about creating 
uh, great, like, um, trying to perpetuate their grievances, making themselves feel like victims. And wait, who? Trumpers. <clears throat> Trump didn't cancel. Trumpers didn't cancel Dr. Seuss. No, but they're they're more concerned with the about the cancellation, cancellation I gotcha. of Dr. Seuss. Dude, you hear Dumbo and Peter Pan got canceled? No, I didn't. I don't. I mean, if you don't care, I love Peter Pan. What 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 canceled about Peter Pan? Like, what's up? What's the, the Native Indian uh, stereotypes? I mean, okay. I careful. I mean, what? <laughs> so, what are we saying? It can't be shown on Disney, or we just got to put a disclaimer. On well, the front? what? Okay, because so. because because the whole well, thing like Doctor. Well, just hold on. It's just like the the Doctor Seuss thing is like, oh, Doctor Seuss was canceled. No, they just said we're not going to print these six books that have some real problematic material. Right. The problematic material being uh, in one book, uh, there's a white guy holding guns over black people. Oh, wow. And then there's another book where you see a white guy whipping a black person. Oh, wow. And then there's a lot of anti-Semitic tropes and other yeah. ones, like very like showing Jews as like money grubbers. Right, right, right. Like, <clears throat> okay, we're adults, and we can probably we can be like, that's from a different time. We can kind of like put it in context. But yes. for kids, that's dangerous. I mean, that that's potentially dangerous yes. to be showing them in per- like because young minds are not going to be able to have that context of... Uh, <laughs> as we've as I've told on this show, <laughs> yeah, Ryan, right? So I mean, it's like little kids' minds go everywhere, and they make connections yes. when there is none, and that's just the that's just young minds, yeah. And maybe we shouldn't put those in school, right? And right. the thing is, like those six books, I had never heard of. Like I grew up reading Doctor Seuss in elementary yeah. school, and I never heard of those six books. Uh, the one of them is his first book. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like Disney was a anti-Semite too, and he's a ra- and he was racist. He was not. He was not. I, I mean, mean, you know ev- more about him. The than evidence I do. is slim. I mean, uh, from all evidence that I've found, and from the books that I've read that have researched Disney, mm-hmm. it's he wasn't overtly anti-Semitic to the point where like people were like. You know, I don't know. Well, I don't think neither was Dr. Seuss. But but my point being which is, is why that, we like, can put stuff in context. People, people. Who, I think it's more of like those who knew him, or maybe those who were screwed over by him mm-hmm. might have perpetuated that. But I don't know if that's true. Okay. Okay. I need to do more research. You, I guess. you know more about Disney than I do, so I'm not going to sit here and try to tell but you. But it is something that people say. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. But from what I've I mean, read... Everybody in that generation was a little racist. For sure. We had this conversation this weekend. But it's ignorance. For, I think it's ignorance versus intent. And like that's the thing about okay. like Myers is like did he use oh we'll get to that okay. hold on all right, all right. we'll get to I'm that jump, I'm jumping the <laughs> jumping gun jumping the gun okay so um, talk, talk to me about Peter Pan so I like the way that you approached and just discussed the or the Seuss thing as far as age and context right mm-hmm. because as far as being canceled Dumbo and Peter Pan ha- what Disney has done is removed them from the child profiles sure so it's not canceling I know. It's it's it's. You can moderating. still go out there and fire. You can still go out and find it if you want yeah. to. I mean, Dumbo's got some pretty racist stereotypes. Yeah, in the crows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, it's not canceled, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, one thing, another thing. Speaking of Disney, and this is all just flowing so well. Um, they are letting people back into the Disneyland park. Mm. Florida has been operating this whole time. Not oh, this whole time, are, but yeah. for a long time. Um, 
But Disney is opening at 15% capacity um, to only residents of California. So, uh, uh, the Trump supporters at work were giving me a hard time about like, yeah, he voted for Biden. Yeah, he did it. He voted for Biden. I said, look, did you guys hear that Disneyland's opening at 15% capacity? And they're like, no. And I was like, that didn't happen under the Trump administration. And they're like, really? And I was like, look, if Trump came out and said, my only goal is to get Disneyland open, I probably would have voted for him. And they're like, you're the worst. They're getting so pissed off. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, Disneyland's opening back up, but, but uh, it's progress, right? And we talk about this political hangover. I was talking with another guy at work and he was just like, dude, like, is Biden really doing anything? And I'm like, yeah, he's just not asking for the pats on the back, dude. And he's like, is that it? And I said, yeah. And then we just started talking about all the things that he has been doing. His administration has been doing. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, oh, oh, I guess it's not. It's not in the news. Fox isn't crying about it. They're crying about Dr. Seuss instead of maybe some of the policies and legislation he's trying to pass. I guess that's all they have because they know like that coronavirus relief bill has 76 percent approval rating. Yeah. Nationwide. Wow. So they know they can't. They can't. They can't get them on policies. So yeah. It's it's Dr. Seuss. It's it's blaming Biden for something that private companies are choosing to do. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Like that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And they're like, he didn't even mention it in his speech. Why on earth would Biden take the time? Did they say that? Yeah. They, uh, Tucker was war- was whining about it, saying like he didn't. Um, saying not, not not my dog Tucker the uh, <laughs> <laughs> um the uh Tucker Carlson was whining about it saying in in Biden's address like I forget he gave some address yeah, yeah. at the White House and he didn't even mention Dr. Seuss on national it was on national reading day that's what it was didn't even mention Dr. Seuss and like that's Biden is is directly canceling um no Dr. Seuss by not mentioning him and I'm like dude he's just got other like Biden has got so much other shit that he's worried about. Sorry yeah. that it was your like it was Trump who would use his time to peddle petty grievances yeah. like that during his time instead of actually getting shit done, instead of actually working on policies. Now we can have policy we can have disagreements over yes. policy and whether that whether or not you agree with policies. Right. I think that there's a lot in that one point nine trillion dollar stimulus package that seems to be questionable. Uh in terms of why does that need to be passed in the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, I, I hate the gri- the gripings about the, the Senate parliamentarian. Like there's a lot of room for legitimate debate here, Yeah. but this thing about all oh, the, this, this cancel culture and they're trying to destroy our culture. It's just, that's such a waste of time. Well, and it's not like the right isn't, Guilt free of of trying to cancel people. They tried to, like I'm never watching the NBA again. Yeah. I'm never watching the NFL again. Yes. Never buy it. I'm bar- I'm burning my Nike hat because they uh, they partnered with Colin Kaepernick. Yes. How many times did we see people like I'm throwing my Nike stuff away? It's like they don't care for the flag. Yeah. Well, same cancel thing. Culture. Same exact thing. Yeah. Um. Crap. What was I gonna say? It was about the policy. I don't know. Anyways, it's uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm just exhausted. Which is why I've been <laughs> really just. 
I haven't been. Re- I've been focusing my time instead of reading. <laughs> You're reading history. Current yeah. events. I've been reading a lot of history and biography, <clears throat> like little short biographies, like yeah. little synopsises of of people's lives. Yeah. Like I just I I read um, about Karl Marx because I want to know who Karl like who was Karl Marx, right? And what was his history? And I did like what Leon Trotsky mm. and uh, Dang. Uh, Che Guevara, mm-hmm. like these, like the these boogeymen, right? In American, in a, like in American history, like, yeah, yeah, to, in American history, I like that. And it's like, well, who were they? Like, who were they as humans? Mm-hmm. And because they are people, yeah. Like I vehemently disagree with Karl Marx. Okay, but you can't disagree with someone if you don't really know who they are and what they wrote yeah exactly that's why i bought the communist manifesto i haven't read it yet but there were professors in college who would like prop that up and it was like you know what happens is is i would hear a professor talk positively about Karl marx and the manifesto but then then students would just regurgitate that Mm -hmm. without reading it themselves yeah whoa time out dude what are you doing Mm-hmm. I would never talk about it. There are elements of it that I would understand and discuss in context of a discussion, mm-hmm. but I'm not like perpetuating his ideas or putting them out there because I heard they were good. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Well, there's a lot of, um, I mean, that was, everybody's trying to score brownie points, right? Yeah. In yeah. college and everybody wanted, uh, everybody wanted to look like, I mean, there was this like, uh, like competition of wokeness yeah. like i like i really want to come across as the yeah bro like uh <laughs> it, and, and it's just like man you're not saying anything yeah you're not saying anything you're literally just regurgit you're just repeating back to the professor what the professor just said yes and then you they sit there all smug yeah it's like shut up dude you and i were talking this weekend about just like um prestige that comes with different disciplines Mm -hmm. and i made the joke that like yeah i mean you and i chose history we didn't know at the time it came with the prestige (laughs) (laughs) so much prestige yeah prestige worldwide dude stay back with ladies i'm a history major (laughs) beat him off with a stick dude uh speaking of this weekend dude we went on a hike we did it was a fun hike we went down the gorge my dogs tried to kill another dog but you know that is what it is Dogs get like that, dude. Dogs are stupid. I'm glad you understand. As another, I mean, do- as a fellow dog owner, they're dogs, dude. Yeah, <clears throat> they did not. They got along with. They were fine with every other dog. They did not like that dog for some reason. Yeah, I don't know weird. what it was. You got shit all over. I did. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It was all over my camera. It was all over my tripod. Yeah, me literal like, poo poo on my hand. Yep. I don't know what I did. I just found it. You found the poo. Which is annoying, but I mean, my dog's shit on the trail too, so. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. It happened. You had to get in that cold ass river. Wash it was off. cold. You held that you shit played was it cold. off like a boss, though. Yeah. You're I mean, you're just like flexing on me. I'm trying you, to impress me. The thing is, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I was. Like, I really hope Jeff thinks I'm cool. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not even complaining. <laughs> I was, uh, I mean, I'm used to, to waiting. Like I do that a lot. Yeah. I'm used to being, I'm right. honestly, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty used to being cold. Right. That's just when you, Hell you no. hunt, well, it's good. Cause we're in here. Yeah. When you, when you hunt and you like, I do spend as much time. Like 
outdoors. Like yeah, I'm just miserable. Just used to being cold. Yeah. And sitting in wet. Just being wet. Yeah, you should go camping. My feet get wet every time I go hiking. Oh, it's well, just, yeah. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah, my so. shoes did, and I expected it. And it's like, if there's something kind of, like, there was one point where you just walked right through a puddle when you were walking in front of me. I was like, fucking show off. <laughs> well, I had waterproof boots on, so it helped. I, I looked at your shoes, and they were not waterproof. They're not waterproof, but yeah. they're, that's okay. They're comfortable. They're comfortable. They're way yeah. more comfortable than I was wearing. I yeah. can't see it. Um, I need, which reminds you, I need to invest in some better hiking boots. Me too, dude. The, uh... So we went to uh, a, a falls in the gorge. Mm-hmm. I don't mind saying it. It's a, it's, it's not like it's going to get any. It's already <laughs> packed with people. Yeah. It's uh, well, Colella Falls. It's uh, past Multnomah Falls, uh, but not quite to Eagle Creek. Just uh, above Bonneville, right? Yeah. 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 So it's it's um. It's actually right parallel to Bonneville. Oh, okay, like you yeah, take yeah. the Bonneville exit on the Oregon side. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty small little parking lot. So, I mean, I mean, if you get there early, you don't have to deal with people. If you get right. there late, you're going to like we had we didn't see anybody walking in, but mm-hmm. walking out, we passed a bunch a of people. ton of people. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It's a pretty short hike. I think there was a little bit more elevation than I remember. Yeah, there was. Uh, but I mean, I think it was manageable. Mm-hmm. So except for I went on a bike ride the day before. Yeah, that probably didn't help. <laughs> I probably didn't help. I'm sure your quads were burning. Dude, my calves are still a little tight. Mm-hmm. And, um, but f- so the recovery has just gotten better. But so I went on a 15 mile bike ride on Saturday and then went hiking with you on Sunday. And I told, I said that to you. I said, you know what the worst part about a 15 mile bike ride? You're like, what? I was like, this <laughs> hiking. Afterwards. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was sore, but it felt good. Um, I'm gonna start riding my bike at least every Saturday. Good, just to get out there. Yeah. My bum was sore for a few days because I'm not used to it, but it's everything. Everything feels good. I dry, I've been drinking a ton of water, and I think that just, dude, water is. And this is I don't know why I'm getting on a water preachy trip right now, but it's so stupid important. Like I didn't drink water. What day is it? Thursday. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink any water on Tuesday, and I felt like crap all day. Yesterday I drank a ton of water and I felt great. Mm. it's just it's it's so like telling the kid to freaking drink water all the time i'm like dude just evan drink water <laughs> um i don't know and speaking of the kid she cut her hair again oh <laughs> and uh you know she she had another night where she couldn't sleep she was up at 1 a.m all night long um and she, I was like, Jen, you got to take her to school. And she's like, all right. So Jen gets up and takes her to school and <clears throat> Jen comes back to, in, to bed. And she's like, the good thing about that was that she was up all night was that she was already dressed and ready for school. I was like, cool. So then I go to work and while I'm at work, Jen's picking her up and I get a, I get a FaceTime phone call from Jen and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> so I call her back and I step outside. I'm like, what's up? And she goes, Remember how I said it was great that she was ready for school this morning? I was like, yeah. She's like, she was wearing a hat. And when I picked her up, she was still wearing a hat. And she just took the hat off. And, oh, boy. Oh, boy. It looks like she got in a fight with, like, a lawnmower and lost. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. 
But that's her choice. Like, and I'm, I was pissed, dude. I was livid for not the fact that she cut her hair, for not the fact that she wanted short hair, for the fact that she tried to hide it and was sneaky about it. Mm. That I just, I don't like that. And I know it's all about trust and I know it's whatever it is, you know. Maybe this is, I think this also might be a behavioral reaction to her missing me because I think she does. Um, but she's like, I can do whatever I want to my hair. And we're like, yeah, you can. I don't care. But it's the sneaking that is frustrating, dude. So we had a big talk about it last night, finally, because um, I haven't been home to like really talk about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> it looks terrible. You guys are just letting it roll. What am I gonna do, dude? What am I gonna do? I, I mean, I I'm not. I mean, I was, it wasn't that wasn't rhetorical. No, I guess I, it yeah. was just like, I mean, I mean, you're just a, you're just letting it roll. What am I gonna yeah. do? She 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 complains that she doesn't like her hair. Well, you're the one who cut it, bro. And then she complains that she wants to grow it out. Well, she's. I was like, why did you cut it? And when we went we went to a doc, an eye doctor appointment a few uh, last week. And she's like, uh, Dad, dude, my my bangs are bothering me. Like they're they're so ugly. I need to cut them. I said, No, 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 no. You don't need to cut them. If you want them to look better, you need to grow them out. If you do want a haircut, like we'll take you to get a haircut. Please don't cut your hair. Well, then she cut it. And then I said, Why? And then she was like, Well, my bangs were really bothering me. They were like bothering my face, and I just was like, <clears throat> That's that ADHD. It's impulsive. Like mm-hmm. just, I need to take care of it now. Oh boy, she's like bragging to me that she kept her sideburns, dude. She look. I told her, (laughs) she knows it looks ridiculous, and I'm like, you know, it kind of looks like a mix between like Lego hair and like Elvis Presley, (laughs) dude. It's bad, (laughs) but that's that's her doing. I said, I told her last night. I was like, look, dude, I don't care if you cut your hair. You want to cut your hair? We'll cut it right now. Give me a heads up, like, yo, mom, dad, I'm gonna cut my own hair today. Don't be sneaky and trying to hide it and then trying to hide the scissors and hide your hair and all this stuff. Honestly, like we've had a discussion, you and I, about like how there's a history of lying. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was there's some pushback, some light pushback. And honestly, I'm to the point where I'm starting to kind of put my foot down like, okay, I just told her last night. No more lying. Like you don't have to lie to me. Stop. Like, I know that that's, I told her this, I said, I know that's a mechanism you've used to survive for the last 12 years because you're looking out for number one, but you don't have to do that anymore. And I said, I know it's going to be, take time for you to trust that, but that's my job. Let me take care of you. Let mom take care of you. You don't have to keep fighting. Like, it's okay. Be a kid. (sighs) So the other day we're playing Among Us and, uh. Let me let me type this out for you real quick. Um, uh, who is playing you and the you and the guys? No, no, no. Uh, me and her. Oh, yeah. She was like, I want to try it. So we're playing Among Us. Um, uh, and she, I, she's on my computer. I'm on my phone. Mm. And for those who don't know how to play, like once something happens, you all get thrown into a chat room and you discuss it. And she, so at this point, I'm kind of like sitting in, on the chair in the living room. She's at the computer in the kitchen or dining area. And she's just talking, we're talking about the chat, right? And somebody is calling her out as the suspect. 
So she reads the name, and this is the name. Read it out loud. Look at my balls. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's L I G A M A. She goes, "What? It's not me. Liga ligama ligam balls." And I said, "What?" <laughs> she goes, "Look at my balls and saying it's me." Jenner <laughs> just dying. And she's like, "What?" And we're like, "Say it again." And she's like, Lig my balls. And we're like, listen to what you're saying. And she's like, lig my balls. And Jen goes, lick my balls. And she's like, oh, my God. She's so pissed. <laughs> That's hilarious. So now, like, it's just this inside joke. And it, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, like, lig my balls. And she's like, stop, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, among us little trolls, dude. That's pretty genius. Pretty genius. Hey, um, so you trying to you started jump gun? You all right there? Yeah, you're zoning a little bit. Am I? Yeah. Oh, you sleepy? No, you're thinking just, about your life and your future. I just, I just, <laughs> it's been, it's been a, it's been a couple of weird couple of days. Uh oh. Yeah. I'll get into it off air. Okay. Yeah. Um, Myers Leonard. Yeah. What I happened? Mean, he. He. he I think he revealed himself as a as a as a kind of a, as a bigot, mm-hmm. um, and then his. I think he revealed himself as a bigot. Do you want to tell the story? Or do you want me to tell it? Um. He, uh, so, did you watch the video? I did. Okay, so he's playing Call of Duty and he's getting sniped at, and um, the video is everywhere. Um, and he he's been streaming for a while. He's a part of a video game like team was he playing with ninja no that looked like ninja. no it wasn't ninja. It's, it's this other streaming team or whatever and he's got sponsors he's on twitch um he's just really invested in that community off air because he's hurt right now right yeah. he's not playing basketball no. <clears throat> so he's getting sniped at and he's like oh really you're gonna fucking snipe at me you kike bitch and for me, that pause right there is mm-hmm. the most revealing. Yeah. Because the way I see it is he's going through the catalog of fucked up things he knows to say. Mm-hmm. And he lands on kike, which is a ethnic slur towards Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is he's on live stream. It's recorded. Yeah. You can't take it down. And he still felt that that word was the one acceptable one he could use to insult somebody. Either that, or that's the worst he could. That's the that's the one. That's the worst one he could, he could come oh, up with. Oh, interesting. He was so angry. Interesting. See, I took it as the opposite. Like okay. he had thought of other things and was like, "Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that." You can say that. Mm, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because he's on air, so he's conscious of being live, right? Mm-hmm. And, oof, boy. Yeah, what a, I don't know the history of that word. I don't either, but I can tell you that in a lot of my, rec- like in a lot of my recent historical readings yeah, yeah, yeah. about, Nazis? Um, well. Germany? 
Nazis in Germany, yeah. but just uh, even outside that, like in industrial uh, England and oh, okay. like all over Europe for centuries, uh, anti-Semitism has been like rampant. It's insane how many, like, oh, yeah. like the, just the discrimination against, uh, against Jews that, I mean, obviously the Holocaust is the worst of it all, but there was just when uh, Jack, I mean, Jack the Ripper, they arrested a Jewish guy, a Polish Jew originally, because he he was a hey, um, he was a leather worker, and the thought was that the Jack the Ripper originally went by Leather Apron. So the cops, wanting to playing on anti-Jewish sentiment, jumped on uh, the bandwagon and arrested this guy. Thankfully, he had an alibi; otherwise, he would have gone down oh, for the murders. Wow. But it was just like they knew everybody would. I mean, obviously, it was a. I mean. It was just they they played on anti-Jewish sentiment and hoping that they could just allow that to do their jobs for them. And because pop because popular belief would be like, well, of course it was a Jew. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just that is just there's so much of it. And uh, I don't know the history of the word itself either. But why I'm just it's looking something up. One theory is that on Ellis Island, uh, they wouldn't sign an X on forms um, because they associated the X with the cross of Christianity. So instead they draw a circle. Mm-hmm. The Yiddish word for circle is keikel. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but either way, it's used to disparage a group of people. Yeah. And it's been used mm-hmm. that way. And uh, people for thousands of years who have been persecuted and I don't like I said, I don't know the origin of the word. I know you don't say it. You don't call people that you don't you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't be a POS. You don't say those words. Um, well, Myers thought that that was the safest word. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Myers is a oh, yeah, but he's a he's a NBA player. He played for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, he's now with the Miami Heat. And um, yeah, he's kind of a piece of crap yeah. and his apology non-apology was made it even worse yeah you were mind. the most upset by that apology i think well it just i didn't know what the word meant you knew he was gonna do it you called it mm-hmm. didn't you i think so yeah i'm pretty sure you said like dude he's gonna say that he didn't know what it meant i think was it you it was either me or cj one of you guys i can't remember but it, it, it was out there mm-hmm. in the conversation between three of us we knew i mean you know that's where he's gonna go and like i told you you're like that Paul Jew is bullshit. And it's like, yeah, he didn't write that. That's a that's a getting ahead of it. He's tr- that's a PR move, mm-hmm. right? And it is. It totally is. Well, he he checked it was like he filled out a bingo card of apologies. Yes. It was just trying to check all the boxes. Yep. Like and of course, I didn't know what the like the second sentence is I didn't know what the word meant. Yeah. Well, you knew it was at minimum, you knew it was a racial slur. Well, you knew it was offensive because why are you calling somebody that mm-hmm. in anger? Just because you didn't know the just because you just because you knew the you didn't know the full extent of the history of the word. Like I don't know where the N word originated from exactly, but exactly. I know that it was used to disparage a, a group of people and demean them and degrade them. Yes, and keep them at a lower class. Yes, um, and doesn't mean so i can't just use the excuse of well i don't know the full history of the (laughs) n-word no i mean so therefore i it's okay that i it's uh so you should forgive me for using it yeah the same thing applies here with this i mean there's 
there is a certain level of like I think there's there is unintentional and unintentional racism that is spawned out of ignorance, but and then there's obviously there's hatefulness. Yeah, and I don't think Myers is necessarily hateful. Okay, but I, I do agree. think that he is woefully ignorant. Yeah, and oh, yeah. just own up to that ignorance. Yeah, not to the point of I didn't know what the word meant. Well, let me, let but me... just saying like there's a toxicity within. There is a toxicity within gamer, ch- within yes, gamer chats there and is. young, masculine like males trying to prove their masculinity, and it's gross. Like, oh, it's we've seen it. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I got caught up in it. I know that word is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I need to go and I need I do need to go do research. Yes. But there's no excuse for right. me using that. Blame video games, Myers. Or just don't have to necessarily blame video, like blame yourself, but like kidding. it's like this is I'm not giving an excuse, but this is the reason why. Yeah. Um. I feel like that would have been a lot better than just I didn't know what it meant, like yeah. in complete complete ignorance, because you knew to a level that it was offensive. Offensive, otherwise you wouldn't have used it. I am deeply sorry for using the anti-Semitic slur during a live stream yesterday. Well, I didn't know what the word meant at the time. My ignorance is about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse and I was just wrong. I am now more aware of its meaning and committed to properly seeking out people who can educate me about this type of hate and how we can fight it. I acknowledge and I own my mistakes and there's no running from something like this that is so hurtful to someone else. This is not a proper representation of who I am and I want to apologize to the, um, Arsons, my teammates, coaches, front office, and everyone associated with the Miami Heat organization. To my family, to our loyal fans, and others in Jewish community who have hurt, I promise to do better and know that my future actions will be more powerful than the use of this word. Hmm. So Myers is getting completely canceled right now. Mm-hmm. He his, he had video game sponsors who dropped him. He had... Um, uh, Twitch kicked him off of Twitch and Miami has suspended him indefinitely. But there is a recent time where players have been caught on the bench saying faggot. Hmm. And I'm not saying within the last year, but within the last five years, is it just the extremity of cancel culture today? Because there were definitely players saying that on the bench. And I just uh, I think about that and I think about and I'm not trying to like defend Myers by using that example, but I'm just saying it's not just Myers on a video game. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because Myers is getting he's taking it on the chin right now, Mm -hmm. dude, dude, uh, Al Horford's sister tweeted at least when we run out of if we run out of toilet paper again, we can all use Myers Leonard jerseys. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he's getting... I mean, how many people own Myers on Yeah, right. Like, five. But the point is, is like... Is... Uh, we're okay? Are we okay? Or at the time, was it less offensible that people on the bench were saying faggot than Myers saying kike live on the internet? I, that, I just don't get it. And I know it was... I know it was like... Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was 10 years. Maybe. I think there's a couple points... One, okay. uh, I think co- one of the things about COVID in creating mm. this whole era of social unrest has really, really, I, and I, 
throughout history, there really ha- there has been so many co-occurring um, movements in terms of social equality and social justice. Okay, the the um, women were very much in favor, like one of the some of the biggest abolitionists, because they also thought that the um, as if African American rights became stronger that that would have a trickle-down effect and allow them to get the vote, right? Right. If African-Americans gained equality, that would also help other minority groups at the same time. And I think that as the BLM movement has become more, has become stronger and more, like, more mainstream, Mm -hmm. and the, I think it's having trickle-down effects into all the other, it's it's creating more awareness of other minority groups at the same time. Yeah maybe unintentionally or maybe intentionally, but I think we're all becoming more and more aware mm-hmm. of not just words associated with African-Americans, but mm-hmm. words associated with other minority groups and, okay. and all their who's been disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that, so I, th- I think that what was acceptable five years ago, there was a major, I think there was a major turning point. Like there was like a real watershed. I think this, this last summer yeah. was a real watershed moment for, sure. for um, social awareness, like awareness of, Social inequality okay. and racial inequality. Okay. I think that's excellent, excellent point. Rondo, I think, was the last person I can find in 2015 who said something like that. Mm. Um, but I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's the difference is more awareness and people understanding and being more <clears throat> uh, progressive on trying to curb those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's trying to um, put push those out of the Overton window. Yes. One thing, and I've had this conversation multiple times with people, and if there are people that are listening or like, holy shit, Jeff said faggot or Jeff said kike on air. I know that those things can be offensive and like even hearing those words can be can be like make you flinch a little bit. And I'm, I'm not I don't know if I should make this argument or if this is going to get me canceled. Right. But it's I think of it a lot like Voldemort. Mm. He who must not be named. Don't say the name. Right. And I, I, I am, I'm using this as comparison because I hear all the time people ha- – and they're, all the time, Jake, all the time. There's no hesitancy to say Beaner or Spick or someone the other day called me uh, that I was a sour cream Mexican. That I wasn't really Mexican, but I was more of like a sour cream Mexican. So the pushback – That's crazy to me. The pushback – on and maybe we're in a different world, right? Maybe maybe me using those words in this conversation, mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm not calling anybody that. I'm using those words to 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 draw awareness to them, right? Sure. I think is is the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even Beaner and Spick, the fact that like I I was around somebody and talking about the N word, and I was quoting something and said the N word. That I was quoting, like on a historical document mm-hmm. and or a historical situation, like these people would say blank and blah blah blah, and it's like I won't even say it right now, right? Yeah. Why? Because okay. that word. Uh, it's out of context. Okay, but the point is, is that word when I said it in context was like flinched, and I'm like, whoa, what? And they're like, don't say that word. I'm like, you didn't flinch ten minutes ago when I said beaner or spick. Mm. I know there's a huge history history thing there, but this is something that has really bothered me for the last few years is 
And almost as a test, we'll say like, oh, yeah, and these people, you know, are constantly called beaners or spick or blah, 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 blah. And there's not even like a, ooh. But if I say the N-word, like, and then, so all these slave owners would just say, you know, in their, they would call them this and then treat them like this, that, that gets more of a reaction. Is it ignorance? Because once I've, in these conversations with people, I talk about the historical atrocities that Latinos have faced and that gives context to being called a bean or a spick. And then it's more offensive. This maybe, is maybe it's because like, okay, so we hear, I mean, were did another person use just asking you yeah. in this situation? Yeah. Did somebody else use those words? Bean or a spick? Yeah. No. Okay. Because there's times when I, okay. So I don't know as a, as a, as the whitest, as a, like one of the whitest people ever. Yeah. Right. I, I, when I, I've in, at the gun counter, we, there are a lot of African-Americans that come yeah. to the counter and buy what and buy firearms. Right. And there's been multiple occasions where them, like two, two black guys talking amongst themselves use like refer to themselves as the n-word right yes. and there isn't really like i don't flint like i didn't flinch okay when i heard that because it was coming interesting from them and i wonder because they the people you were around know that you're mexican interesting. using a racial slur that talks about like you as a like that would be used against you okay because you're choosing to okay. use it they're not flinching now if i had said that <laughs> There would probably be all sorts of like, oh my god, like who's this white boy saying? Gotcha. That word. That's a great point. What if Myers Leonard is Jewish? Not that he is, but what if he is? I think it'd be more acceptable. That is terrible. I mean, it's not terrible because there's an onus on the words, right? Mm -hmm. There's there is an onus on the words, and I think there's an assumption that he's well, one taking power, but also there's an assumption that they know all of the they know the history of that word. Yeah. He knows the history of that word, and therefore, like... When he says it, he knows it. That's a great point, Jay. That's a great point. Because saying being a respect, I know the histories Mm -hmm. of those words. Yeah. I guess my point is that I get... And and this is just a reference back to the word kike. Mm -hmm. I wish more people understood the history of those words. Sure. I mean, that is a definite thing. That I mean, that is a... Like a very understandable yeah. like request and wish. To we have. understand the history of the N word mm-hmm. because that is the foundation in which this country was built. Yeah, and there's been a focus on it. Yes, but you're definitely right. There is a major lack of teaching, especially in primary edu- yeah. primary education, primary and secondary education, um, about African Americans. But there is a lack of it with Mexican American history. Yeah. Or Jewish. I mean, how many people un- really understand how we gained the majority of the Southwest yeah. of this country? Like yeah. how those borders were drawn yeah. and the absolute bullshit nature in which we annexed all of that Dude, area. Dude, somebody said to me yesterday, like, New Mexico. When is New Mexico going to be canceled and we can't say call it New Mexico anymore? What about New Jersey, New well, York? Well, I, was I, thinking, mean, I was thinking the whole time, like... uh Dude, that whole area is was technically Mexico. I didn't say it because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get into that, but... There's no understanding of that history or well, 
Go ahead. Well, sorry to continue that. There's this brand of holsters that we stocked for a while, uh-huh. gun holsters called. It was 1836 brand, and they're out of Texas. And okay. the, the year references the year of the the year of the Texas Revolution. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys don't even fucking know your own history, right? Like you didn't actually win. Mexico to this day does not recognize the Texas Revolution right. as actually losing the province of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's God. It's just I can't. Texans don't even know their own history, and it's oh, it's infuriating. So yeah, I think in conclusion to my rant on these words is my point is I just I wish there was more education, and maybe like you're saying after this cultural awakening that we've had last summer, mm-hmm. and and the understanding of um, marginalized or oppressed communities and, and um, uh, minorities. Mm-hmm hopefully there's a shift towards addressing the histories of these words. Yeah. And I think most of it, honestly, I didn't know the, you're talking about, right? The, the, the um, contention between the United States and Mexico. How a hundred years ago mm-hmm. or so? Yeah. Okay. Two, almost 200 years almost ago. 200 years ago. It wasn't until like reading about the Berceros and studying the Berceros that I really understood like, and and people don't know about the Berceros. We're not taught about the Berceros, but that gives context to which when you hear about chattel slavery and and Africans Mm -hmm. in the United States, you understand the gross, just poisonous foundation in which this country was built on. They were treated like animals. But then when you read about the Berceros, in the 1940s, it's the same fucking behavior. They're they're literally checking their teeth. They're checking them for checking their head for lice. They're spraying them with DDT so they don't bring in like insects or diseases mm-hmm. or bugs. And they're like put through this ring, like literally like a a, a cattle fucking farm as they're being checked in mm-hmm. and invited into the United States during World War II so that they can substitute the the u.s men who are now fighting the war Mm -hmm. but they're treated like shit yeah and then when they weren't of use anymore get out get the hell out you can't stay here so there so there's some history right to those words but again they're treated like animals they're treated like garbage Mm -hmm. um which now my understanding gives words to those or gives power to those words. Um, I used to not care. like, But I think that's me trying to find, as a half Mexican person, trying to find my identity within a white culture, but also being shamed for not being Mexican enough. Mm. Right? Yeah. My brother deals with it a lot because he's more darker. He's darker than I am. He looks more Latino. So he, he gets shit all the time. Like people will start talking to him in Spanish and he's like, yo, I don't speak Spanish. And then they just like, they treat him like they're racist as shit to mm-hmm. him. Like, oh, you fucking lose. Like, they literally shit on him for not being Mexican enough. Mm-hmm. So there is this weird. I mean, you hear I've read about it with uh, uh, African-Americans not being black enough or not being white enough. Mm-hmm. And then finding that middle ground. Right. Well, Russ, Dr. Russell talked about this a lot because he was he spent a lot of time in Mexico. Oh, that's right. And in his book, uh, uh race and inequality in north america Uh he talks his all of his chapters about mexico Mm -hmm. talking about just the racial differences and the um discrimination against um 
Mexicans who are of Spanish and Indian origin oh, versus yes. people who are like traditional, who are like of Indian, like of native like yeah. origin, uh, people who were like more like has Aztecs or other, mm-hmm. um, other like native lines. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then people who are just Spanish yes. of origin. And there's just, I mean, that is, we don't, there's, there's so much I don't even understand. Right. But yeah. And, and, and that, that's happened all over the colonial world. When the Dutch left the Philippines, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Dutch Filipino, um, community community people. was highly discriminated against yeah. by by native filipinos and the same thing in india with the british and french and in french indochina hey, this is it's that's something that is repeated throughout the post uh, the the post colonial era you didn't take food history did you no you sh- you should have it was awesome but i'm thinking now about you're talking about the the natives in within all of south america and then the spanish influence right uh I did an eight-page paper. I've talked about this a billion times mm-hmm. on tamales, right? And one of the colonial uh, pressures that they were trying to use was now no longer letting them use corn, which was a staple of the land, and implement white flour into all of their foods. And that is a symbol or a sign of dominance over a culture mm. and removing corn, which they've used for thousands of years. Interesting, interesting right that's very interesting <laughs> i had no idea that's what i love about food history dude mm-hmm. you're like holy shit like so uh, russell dr russell's talking about these social uh, uh societal interactions between these cultures and these people but it goes all the way down into the food like you see the different changes in the food or the the uplifting of certain foods and stamp in i can't remember what decades or years but there was a literal effort to now like stamp out the use of corn mm-hmm. so that they would adopt using flour yeah specifically like in the dutch uh dutch colonies in the philippines because there was a lot of when dutch laborers would come lower class dutch laborers or um high class dutch merchants would have affairs with native population mm-hmm. and have children and offspring you know there was then there's this question of okay well where do these kids stand in the racial social hierarchy of the dutch of the okay. dutch colonial yes. dutch and dutch colonial society so they australia would, had the same stuff so they, so they would somewhat like so it would end up working out like the dutch run on top and then the the mix between dutch and filipinos and then yeah. the native filipinos well when the dutch left and then the um that colonial superstructure isn't there mm-hmm the there's this now this this really now like where do the where do the dutch filipino people like fit in because there's this natural resentment of native filipinos mm. who have been who've been placed who were placed below for such a long time right the mixed the you know the mixed race mm-hmm. uh Filipinos mm-hmm. who see themselves as Filipinos, right? But then they're not accepted into the now the now dominant culture. Now that Philippine the Philippines the, had gained their yes had gained their um their independence. So it's that is I mean it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like it's so it there's there's just so much history that yeah. we just we're so ignorant. Uh, so oh, many yeah. people are so ignorant to it. And I'm ignorant to it to that's, a lot of it and yeah. it's just it's a it's a constant learning experience that's one thing i was going to say is like even even throughout this whole conversation even my even the, the conversation is having about the use of the n-word versus the uh, beaner or whatever that's not to say i'm having this conversation because it, it's an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. or it's other it's opportunities for others to to learn and hear about it and then have a further discussion sure. later right but we, i'm wanting like to you like you just did a signal that like we don't know it all 
and we're still in this process of learning. I mentioned it had to be maybe a year ago now at this point. Um, I don't know enough about gypsy culture or gypsy people, mm-hmm. but there is an understanding now that you don't say gypped. Mm-hmm. Because that is a reference to gypsy people and gypsy culture, which means that you're being screwed out of something when people say the word gypped. Yeah. And I remember I talked about this uh, on one of our episodes maybe a year ago now uh, on Big Brother, one of my favorite shows. Um, there was some controversy about someone being racist on the show towards Asian Americans or Asian culture or people in general. Um, and I really felt like they were they were digging they were mm-hmm. really trying to make it seem more racist than he had intended it to be or mm-hmm. not even intended to be but like maybe he said something and they're like whoa that's racist and if you think about it like it, it wasn't really racist but if you're saying it's racist then i guess you could see how it was racist does that make sense i'd have to hear what he said i but can't remember I, I get what you're saying yeah like, so I, it, the, it, it sounds like the studio was trying to cover their ass yes yeah. exactly right so the studio was covering their ass so then at the end, so he gets the person who said these things gets evicted and they come out to Julie Chen, who's Asian, and she starts asking him about these things. And he's like completely shocked, like, whoa, 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 I didn't. That is not what I meant. And we were literally talking about making a rice dish. It wasn't about race. Like I, I he, he was like he, he actually defended himself pretty well, I thought. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Okay, hearing him talk about it makes me feel like he genuinely did not mean what he had said about that specific case, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, cool. Thanks for the interview. Anyways, we're going to look into this next week and see how Jeff got gypped out of the veto competition. It didn't even catch the irony of it? No. Wow. And I, I just was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she just paraded this dude. For being racist and within the same segment turns to the camera and was like, look who got gypped. Yeah. I was pissed, dude. Well, I think there's an ignorance about gypsies as a race. That's what I'm saying. And I think that there's a lot of that with Jews. Like we we look and we see Jewish as white, right? We think that race is about color of your skin. And that's not that as you and I both know, race is... Race as being uh, conceptualized as a color of your skin mm-hmm. is a relatively new concept yeah. in um, in human history. If you look at the the whole history of civilization, mm-hmm. race for a, a longer period of time, up until the chattel slavery era, the major like transatlantic slave system, mm-hmm. race has been was more intrinsically tied to class yeah. than. Um, then when we talked about this two weeks ago, yeah, we did. but I'm not going to rehash all of that. It's much more tied to class. And for a long time, uh, Jews and gypsies have both been held in a lower class. And therefore that was yeah. associated with race. Right. So there really is a, a race component to their culture. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that Hitler and the Nazis specifically targeted both Jews and gypsies when trying to create their master race. Mm -hmm. So they clearly through their eugenics (laughs) identified like at least acknowledged that Jews and gypsies were a, were a race. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I don't feel, I feel like in the United States, especially Mm -hmm. there isn't that acknowledgement that Jews and gypsies are, are, are in fact a race. Okay. 
because we don't. I we, think that's true. Because we don't. We're, we we see races. We're and we've been taught that yes. race is about color of skin, and right. it's not hasn't always been that way. Mm-hmm. Hasn't since it's not since the advent of biological racism that that's really been a thing, and so I think that using words like gypped, we don't see it as a racial slur right. because we don't associate it. We don't associate gypsies with their own race. It's just like they're a culture, not a race. Right. But they are a race. Yeah. That's a great point. I'll have to find the clip, dude. Okay. I was so pissed. Yeah. I mean, I, that's something that, I mean, for me, it took me until recently to really grasp um, that gypsies were a race. Like, right. This is something that it didn't really f- actually fully click to me until I realized how many gypsies were killed in the Holocaust. Right. Um, I mean, the Nazis essentially wiped them out of Western and Eastern Europe mm-hmm. during the world, during the Holocaust. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, there's just so much left that we have to learn. Yeah. And, it, and it's just constantly understanding that we all need to, we all need to seek more knowledge. And just, if you think that it's racist or you think that it's offensive, just don't use the word. Yeah. Just, just stop, stop and think, dude, I'm literally teaching these lessons to my 12 year old daughter. Like when you think something, stop and think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And a lot, in the instance of Myers, we saw him stop and think. Yeah. And he still decided and chose on a word. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was talking about, you know, it, may, is there going to be, this might be controversial. Uh, is there, you're like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> is there going to be a point where bitch is, is offensive or cancel, cancelable? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, idiot. Like, they, these are all terms. Idiot, I think, goes back to, like, eugenics and stuff and classifying people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you see a cancellation of the word retard. Like, so, I mean, how far will the language control go? Mm-hmm. It's yet to be seen. But there's a reason that, like, if you're educated in the history of the words idiot and retard and eugenics and stuff, I guarantee you, you're not going to use those words. You're going to be like, oh, boy. Like, if I understand now that the word idiot was used to classify these people who were within this first, like, within this specific, uh, um, uh, what's the term? Um, why am I blanking on the term? Cognitive? Cognitive or... Intellect, mm. intellectual bracket is the term I was thinking. Okay. So with your, if you're within this uh, uh, intelligence bracket is the word I was sure. thinking, then you're an idiot. If you're in this one, you're retarded. If mm-hmm. you're in this one, you know what I mean? So yeah. there were brackets and, and specific things, and people were called idiots who were within these specific brackets. Yeah. So at one point, at some, when you are educated about those things, you're mm-hmm. less likely to use those things. And, and and this is these are these are all lessons that we're discussing about wanting to to reinforce within ourselves. But now I have a human that I'm responsible for, mm-hmm. and like telling her, like, dude, like, keep learning, like, keep wanting to make yourself better. You have a choice every day to wake up and learn something and be better than you were yesterday. Information has never been more accessible. Yes, yes, like, never have been more accessible. If you think about like the the level of ad- of advancement that society made when the printing press mm-hmm. was invented mm-hmm. and the the product the Refor- protestant reformation doesn't happen without the printing press right 
when Martin Luther, when King started having, when uh, German princes began having in their opposition to Rome, began printing Martin Luther's words. Yeah. I mean, that allowed it to spread so much. It's the same thing with the American Revolution. Those mm-hmm. ideas take place with the with the the spread of technology. Yeah, and we live in an era of at the type of like these little things we these computers we type we walk around with. I can type in I want to learn about the Thirty Years' War, and I can find all the information that I want to know about yeah. the Thirty Years' War in all of the context of it. The history of beaners, the term beaner. Mm-hmm. You if you if you're listening to this now and you're like. I actually don't know the history of that. You can look it up on your phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the kid doesn't have a phone, but <laughs> if he was like, Dad, yeah. I want to know the, the history of this or that, mm-hmm. I'd be like, let's do it. Yeah. I want to backtrack really quick to something okay. you were talking about. If we have time. I'm, You're the one on the restriction, bro. Okay. I, I mean, I'm still fine. I have an hour and 10 minutes before I have okay. to be there. But the, uh, when can, what you're talking about using the N word, right? Yeah. In like, in context saying slave, holders used the n-word right uh as a way to like keep their slave populations under control right and there's like there's those moments like in education like dr peabody for for one Mm -hmm. and i took you know colonial history with her yeah and when she would be reading primary documents yeah she would be saying those words right and it's like at at first you kind of recoil and be like oh absolutely i was thinking about that yeah you're like oof like you're like looking around like is there going to be backlash for her saying this is dr peabody about to get canceled (laughs) and then you were and then she defended it really well oh okay she brought she actually addressed it at the beginning of like one of the first classes saying i'm going to be using these words and you have to use these words because they give you the context of the time Mm -hmm. and you can't um, by leaving them by leaving them out, you actually are not fully appreciating the history of the subjugation that was occurring. Yes, and she's like, so I'm going when appropriate and reading them within the historical context. Yes, I'm going to be using those words right. because those are the words that were used to describe those people. Yes, by the dominant white culture and the mm-hmm. dominant and and within within French colonies and talking about when she would say the word like Negro mm-hmm. and saying like that is how they were des- like that's how they were described. Right, and using it in context, and I think like that works. Right, you're talking amongst adults who can theoretically understand yes. context and place it within time and space and I, I think that that's where that works right it's the same thing with um which is why i find the whole like tearing down stat like oh we're destroying history because we're tearing down confederate statues i want to like draw a little parallel to that because okay. it's it's you're not stopping teaching about the confederacy yes or slavery you're because it's going to be it's still going to be in written doc it's still going to be written written documents Mm -hmm. and i think as long as we continue to teach all of that like we're not actually erasing history erasing history isn't like if if there was like if there was a scroll on a state house that used the word the Mm n-word or said negro or something Mm -hmm. like that that should be like i think we would all agree that that should be taken down and that's not destroying the historical context of that word it's the same thing with confederate statues I was but, just thinking. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just thinking about your your Confederate statues analogy or or example. Um, again, education. If you understood or learned or researched the history of the Confederacy 
and you're not a racist, I think that's a huge point, <laughs> and you're not a racist, mm-hmm. then the fact that these there are statues celebrating these people from the Confederacy would seem absurd to you if you knew the history mm-hmm. and you're not a racist. And you knew when those were those statues were actually built. Exactly. The yeah. vast majority of those of the, of Confederate statues in the South were built during Jim Crow yeah. and in, in even into the civil rights movement mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. And mostly to as a symbol of we 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 want to show blacks mm-hmm. where they stand. Yeah. It was a continuation of white supremacy Gross. to use those statues in public spaces. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a symbol of heritage. It no. was never a symbol of heritage. Mm-mm. It was a symbol of supremacy. Yeah. And I just... Anyway, so I feel like, once again, context and nuance is everything. Yeah. And like those words... Mm-hmm when used appropriately within context in the understanding of the nuances around them, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not erasing it, right? You're not, er- right. you're actually not erasing the history. Um, you're just making sure that, you know, that's being used appropriately. It's yeah. being used appropriately and respectfully. Yeah. I think that's an important point to recap this whole episode, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's the context of the show in which we're, we're having, we're using these words and discussing these words, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man, it's interesting. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked of the cultural, uh, social awareness, you know, growth that we've saw this last summer. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, I just hope that people are better and that there aren't other kids. I'm an adult. So being called a sour cream Mexican, I can see the ignorance in the person saying it like, okay, dude, like you just don't know. Right. Like mm-hmm. that, that it's, it doesn't make me sad being called a name. It makes me sad that you're that uneducated and you have a world of knowledge at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as social pressures, I just hope that in the future, there's not another, mixed kid out there who has to deal with being called a sour cream Mexican. Cause yeah. Kids take that shit harder. They do. You know what I mean? As an adult, I can navigate through the being pulled between cultures or identity. Right. Um, I can, that's something that I navigate through and I think about and like, Hmm. Okay. I can process, but kids, kids can't do that shit. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, and hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, there's enough pressures from outside that are just like, dude, don't say that shit. You know, Julie Chen says gypped and nobody bats an eye. I got on Twitter. I popped off on her. I'm like, CBS, Julie, F you guys. Like, you guys are hypocrites. You guys are just, you guys are bashing this guy to make yourself look good while your host is on air just throwing these ethnic slurs around. Without hesitation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that how revealing is that of exactly what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's ignorant. And I mean, if we're using ignorance as like you're not knowing the history, you're not knowing the word. Um, maybe Myers really didn't. Well, I'm not saying he did. He may <laughs> not. He probably did. I guess what I'm saying it, it, yeah. like it's it's. Um, he used it with ignorance yeah but he still used it and i i just i don't know 
I think the context is what is revealing. Yeah. He said it to offend somebody. Mm-hmm. Why would you say that word if you didn't know it was offensive or used towards other people to be degrading? Mm-hmm. <sighs> we all have so much to learn. All right, bye. Bye.